Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Eidelman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Eidelman Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this next episode of Eidelman Unplugged. I just want to remind all of you that I also have a podcast called Pastors Unplugged, where we talk about... uh, issues from a pastoral perspective. Feel free to share that with the pastors and Christian leaders you know. And the topic today is definitely, you know, one that will grab your attention. Is the bride of Christ being raped? And I don't use that term, or actually that term, that title lightly. I actually heard it at a recent event, and one of the speakers said, the bride of Christ is being raped. And I really just sat on that for about a week and thought about it and and thought even about you know how the title of this article might come across. Um, I also have an article by the same title, Is the Bride of Christ Being Raped? You can find it, just search for it at shaneidleman.com, and you can send that out. It has most of the notes here. Obviously, this podcast, I'm going to elaborate more on the topics uh, where the article really just gets right to the point. But with that title, Is the Bride of Christ Being Raped? You know, Does that statement jar you? shock you? I mean, it should, because the level of decadence and deception in our nation demands a strong rebuke. Like what Paul said in Romans fifteen fifteen. I have written more boldly to you on some points. And if you look at my last article, and probably even believe the last podcast was on the pulpits can change America, and finding that balance between a loving pastor uh, c- caring, compassionate, filled with grace, but also the boldness of Jeremiah. We have to have both because that a pastor is also called to be a watchman. They're also called to lead people into spiritual battle. They're called to be bold, uh, yet broken. And, you know, I, I'm, my concern is we have a lot of, uh, for a lack of better words, sappy sermons or um, just, you know, hyper grace And we really miss that balance of bringing in some strong rebukes like Jesus did. He he was full of grace and truth. And uh, just that's what we have to try to model, obviously. But, you know, difficult times uh, demand a difficult title. (laughs) And so that's why I chose to to go with it. Uh, To be raped, as we know, is to be forced into something against our will. And that is exactly what is happening today, not only to... um, the church, but to our children in the next generation. That's really what, you know, gets me fired up. The city on the hill is being trashed. Again, I'm reading from the article here that you can find at my website is the bride of Christ being raped. Some may say, but Shane, Christianity has always been exposed to wickedness all around her. And that's true. I totally, totally agree. You know, we're not called to fight every battle necessarily. We're called to trust in God. And um, no matter what, Uh, situation he puts us in. His sovereignty is my sanity. But we also aren't in North Korea or in Iraq or even in early Rome under Caesar and Nero and uh, all those ruthless leaders. In America, we have been given an extraordinary gift on stewarding 
I'm sorry, an ex- extraordinary gift to Stuart, you know, at least for now. So let me say that again. In America, we've been given this incredible gift that we are to Stuart, at least for now. And that's where the, and that's why I can't buy into the just give up and capitulate, let whatever happens, happens. Uh, you know, when God clearly calls us to expose the unfruitful works of darkness, to fight spiritually speaking, to care about the, those who have no voice and uh, to be that city upon a hill, but the city upon a hill is being trashed. And I like one, one of the Puritan leaders, uh, John Winthrop once said, and this is when they were founding the nation, we shall be a city upon a hill. The eyes of all the people are upon us so that if we shall deal falsely with our God in this work we have undertaken and then so cause him to withdraw his present help from us, then we shall be made a story and a byword throughout the entire world. And that's exactly what's happening today. Has God not withdrawn his gracious hand because of compromise, capitulation, and cowardliness? I believe that he has. We, instead of being the the light and everyone looking to this incredible uh, gift that God has given us, that being America, we are a hiss and a... Uh, you know, just a, um, I can't even find the right word, but what, you know, China's view of us or Russia and now some of that you can't prevent. And I'm not saying America without was out, was without flaws. Uh, our past is checkered with, um, sin, of course, but we have to remember a nation can't be Christian. A nation can't be good or bad. It's simply a reflection of her people. And our nation was built on biblical principles, and we believe that a lot of great things were done from global missions to uh, just um, helping and blessing others. And what we're seeing now is that begin to fall apart. So it's not about, you know, Christian nationalism. I've heard that term around. It's about Christian influence. Uh, And we do want to be careful. We're not going to drape the cross with a flag. We are to you know, be influencers and the salt and the light, but also, you know, be very broken and humble because it's only from that broken and humble and gracious and loving position being truly filled the spirit that we're able to correctly discern these times. So, uh, the next section here, silence speaks volumes. And as I wrote in my last article, only the pulpits have the power to change America. If we don't stand for those who have no voice, then who will? If we don't encourage God's word in all areas of life, who will? Silence is not a virtue when the innocent are hurting and suffering. Now, again, I want to be clear here. I'm in no way endorsing Christian nationalism, um, unhealthy activism, uh, that civil war uh, type of language. Uh, arrogant rants, mean-spirited. I'm endorsing Christian influence to pick up the light and shine it and be the light in all areas. Because saying nothing is saying something. Uh, What many don't realize is silence speaks volumes. Woke, but worse off. One main area where we are being forced against our will, remember the concept is the bride of Christ is being raped, is with wokeness, which really is political correctness repackaged. Uh, it doesn't cure racism. It actually fuels it. Uh, it doesn't lead people closer to God. It draws them away. And progressives are not progressing if they are digressing from God's word. Let me say that again. The big term nowadays is progressing. We've got to progress. Now, in some cases, of course, you know, we've, we've progressed um, 
in the medical industry over the last you know century of course we we've progressed in the area of our laws and legislation from women's suffrage to the slavery issue so of course obviously but the progressives that want us to progress morally are the ones who are ultimately deceived because progression doesn't equate to progress if we're digressing from God's word. That's not called progress. Prog- progress. It's called digression. Uh, so woke America hates the true God and hates the incredible nation that God established. This is why they're trying to shame you and me into silence by labeling you or me uh, tons of, of different terms out there, like white nationalism or white right wing or homophobe or a racist. It's it's actually the irony is it's anything but the it's anything but the truth. They're calling good evil and evil good. Those are actually not racist at all. We love all ethnicities are actually being called racist by those who actually are racist. It's it's just incredible times that we're living in. So don't let people define you according to your skin color. God created all of us equal and that's my concern. We may be woke, but we are definitely worse off. Kids in the crosshairs, another significant area where we are being forced against our will is in the area of sexualizing our children. I can't even believe I'm writing about this or speaking about this because when a sexually deviant movement, and that's exactly what's happening, shapes kids as well as curriculum, we have truly bowed the knee to Baal and we have kissed the wicked image. You can reference 1 Kings 19 on that one. Although there are some incredible leaders, of course, within the school districts, many districts are doing what many districts are doing is nothing short of child abuse. And that's exactly what it is. Child abuse isn't just physically. You can abuse a child emotionally, mentally, of course, spiritually, and yes, physically. And they are abusing these children in and they're questioning their gender. They're questioning all these things. They're going through definitely hormone changes and they're pointing them in the wrong direction and not the right direction. And uh, so I believe it's nothing short of, of mental and even physical child abuse because they're, they're, they're wanting uh, beyond without parental cassette consent to change their, their sexual identity at 12 or 13. Can you imagine Every child that's going to do this is going to regret it. I I have no problem going on the record saying that every child who does that is going to regret it because that's not fulfilling. Fulfilling is turning to the cross of Christ. Fulfilling is repenting and letting God shape you and God mold you and God bring the peace that surpasses all understanding. That doesn't mean we might not struggle with certain sins. We all struggle, but at least you have a redeemer that has saved you and set you free. At least you have a a savior that you can hold on to while he's he's actually holding on to you uh, more than you're holding on to him. So that's the right direction. That's where we really need to point people because there's no, there's no peace outside of that. And that's why a lot in this community, the LGBTQ are suffering from suicidal thoughts and depression. It's because we have to point them in the right direction. Right now they're being pointed in the wrong direction. And I believe school boards, government officials, uh, even libraries, look at what libraries are allowing. And why are they allowing a transgender to read and little kids put money in their G-string? I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I am speechless is an understatement. This is horrific. It's child abuse. But you have to remember, there are only two spirits guiding people, the spirit of God and the spirit of the world, the enemy, the Satan, satanic influence. The, the, that's it. So we're getting more depraved, more, we're getting darker. These times are getting more decadent. And so that's simply the outflowing 
uh, and they enjoy their sin and they want to lead other people into their sin. And when we approve of pedophilia and we groom children for it, you know, think of the trans story hour, we are morally depraved and spiritually lost. And you think Jesus wants us to remain quiet? Friend, wake up. Wake up. (laughs) I don't even know what to say to that. Matthew 18, 6. Listen to this. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. God help us because only he can. Jesus said those words. Jesus, if you if you lead a little one astray, it's better that you've just, you know, have do not lead them astray, that you're hung hung by the neck with a heavy millstone, hundreds of pounds, and just <laughs> there can be no greater description of of <clears throat> how serious this issue is than what he Jesus, Jesus, the mild meek mannered Jesus, what he said. Jesus wasn't a wimp. The go-to excuse for many to remain silent and neutral, including pastors, is to say that Jesus was silent on political issues and that we are to simply love others, share peace, and turn the other cheek. Now, I need to interject on this. Um, This isn't going to be in the article either. But, you know, when I preach the Bible, it's going to affect the family. When I preach the Bible... It's going to affect marriages. When I preach the Bible, it's going to affect economics. It's going to affect legislation. It's going to affect politics. It's hopefully going to affect media. It's hopefully hopefully going to affect, affect those listening in all areas of life. So this excuse that we're just to remain quiet on these issues is actually anti-biblical. It's against what God's word said. Now, I think what people are trying to say is, you know, we don't want to put, you know, a Republican or Democrat big bumper sticker on a car and always be pushing that, you know, our party and, and let's have this candidate speak and this candidate speak and this candidate speak. And now next Sunday, we're going to do voter registrations all Sunday. We're not even going to mention the gospel and we're just going to do angry memes and, and post things on Instagram and just political, political. No, that's, that's not absolutely incorrect. We are to be just a spiritual light. The gospel is the primary focus. We're going to lead others to the cross. We're going to, but when these areas come up and they're vitally important right now, we are called to speak out on these issues and not remain silent. Those of you, and actually all of us who, who want the light, you know, we want the light of the gospel. We're going to always be at odds with those who enjoy the darkness. Wake up. Did you catch that? If you love Christ and you want the good things to come forth and expose the unfruitful works of darkness, the darkness is not going to like you. Stop trying to be the friend of the darkness. Now, love them, forgive them, have a, have a good attitude around them, be gracious, hospitable, mow their lawn, take them to lunch, uh, forgive seven times 70. But that doesn't mean, or actually that doesn't equate to capitulation. Uh, they're going to, hey, they're not going to like what you stand for. Jesus said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. And I think that's the problem. We have got, we've got many pastors, many leaders, number one, who don't even know the Lord. They're not even saved. So obviously they're capitulating and obviously they're coward, coward, there's cowardliness there. But then you have another group stuck in the middle who are not filled with the spirit. They're filled with the world. They're filled with making a name for themselves, likes, followers, Instagram posts. Look how many, you know, engagements I got. They're, they're rude to others. They're, they're, 
they're mean spirited when it comes to marketing and they're just they're just full of of envy and jealousy and they're quenching and grieving the spirit or they take a lot of pride in their silence. Oh, I don't speak about those issues. I just speak about the gospel. Well, I'd love to hear your gospel presentation because I have a feeling it'd be pretty weak and watered down because when you fail to be bold in, in all areas, you're, you're also going to be, you're, you're, you're going to fail to be bold when it comes to the gospel and the cross because boldness is contagious. You know, as far as politics, Jesus's teaching affects all areas of society. Think about that. He was a prophet the son of God that shook the entire world, including the political system. It's because of Jesus they ended slavery. It's because of Jesus they brought the Salem witch trials to an end and execution and things like that. It's because of Jesus that women were elevated. It's because of Jesus the poor were uh, given a second chance by the church, not the government. The Bible doesn't say the government is to be involved with helping the poor. Now, if we can make a difference, if we can lower the tax rate or get them first-time homeowners uh, into home or some type of break and help those that need a little help, I'm all for that. But we have to be very careful because a lot of people take advantage of the system, number one. Number two is uh, socialism is evil and capitalism is not. Here's why. Or you don't even have to use those terms if they make you nervous. We're not called to work hard and all put into this kitty and we all are blessed or not blessed, but we're all given equal Uh, because what happens is somebody takes from you, that being the government, and they give to somebody else, that being who they deem uh, fitting for your money. And some of those people need it. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. I think there should be, you know, when the multi, when the, when the very, very wealthy you know, don't pay their fair share of taxes or when there's, you know, corruption within. Absolutely, of course. But just overall, the principle of if you don't work, you don't eat. So here's how it's supposed to work. The the, the disciplined, the hard workers are rewarded. And then those who are lazy and don't want to work are not. And they have to feel the pain of that. And they have to say, man, I need to, I need to get my, my rear end in gear and I need to work. I need to, to earn some money. I need to be disciplined. And, and that's just biblical. You know, God blesses the wise steward. Now in between those two groups is you have those who, um, need the help, the disabled, the single mom with three kids, uh, who's maybe their dad, her husband just died. Uh, those who, you know, just maybe no education and, um, they're not doing good financially and they, they need you to help them out. And so that's what a lot of churches do is they provide work programs and we come alongside, we do help those people. And so that's why, you know, this whole idea of socialism is I'm going to take from you and give to others. Now, just, just think about the ramifications of that. Just think it through. Who are they going to give? Well, first they're going to give to themselves. Then they're going to give to those who endorse their political platforms. Then they're going to disperse it. So those who do have some wealth are no longer going to be influential. It's biblical. If you work hard, if you work at all, if you're good stewards, you are to be blessed. That's just a biblical concept. And then we are to help those who are less fortunate. And that's really how it's supposed to work. So people hate, I'm sorry, next section here. There is no neutral ground. People hate Christians for what we stand for. There's no neutral ground in this area. If the abortion industry, George Soros, most of the media, Washington, Sacramento here in my area, and Hollywood are all on your side. Believer, are you sure that you're on the right side? 
Granted, the truth will offend, but our attitude shouldn't. We must be filled with both boldness and brokenness. We must be filled with truth, yet humility. And we must be filled with conviction, but also compassion. So how are you doing in this area? Let's, t- let's take a, a minute here to check this area out. How are you doing in this area? Speaking the heart of God flows from a reservoir of brokenness and time spent with him. So some readers, actually in this case, some listeners may need to repent because they're excusing their arrogance by saying, well, I'm just bold. While others need to repent of their apathy. Both extremes need to repent and get back on God's side. You plus God equals a majority. Don't let what's happening around you frustrate anger or demoralize you or even paralyze you. You know, I too have experienced all of those emotions, but we must ask one powerful question. You ready for this? Here's the question we must ask on a regular basis. Who can stop God Almighty? Think about that. We need to get our perspective back into play here. Like Joshua and Caleb, we too can say we are well able to take this land. They were outnumbered. They were outmanned. They're, the, the size of, of these giants in the land, they were men of war. And here are Joshua and Caleb because God is with them. Now, again, I'm not talking about uh, physical violence here. I'm talking about a spiritual upheaval. This is how I fight my battles on my knees in my prayer closet, worshiping God, obeying his word, filled with the spirit. That's how you can fight like Joshua and Caleb. And like David, you know, we can, we too can cry out, who is this enemy who dares to come against the living God? And like the three Hebrew men in the fire, we can also declare, my God will deliver me. My God will deliver me. But here's the key. Even if he doesn't, even if things get darker and more depraved and we look like we're losing ground, I will not bow to you, culture. I will not bow to you, false idol. We must maintain our loyalty to God and God alone because I believe we can make a difference. We can defend those who are being forced against their will, hence the rape concept. Let me say that again. We can make a difference by defending those who are being forced against their will. The victim can become victorious. God plus you is the majority. So thanks for listening. A quick reminder to hit subscribe no matter what platform you're on. And feel free to share these. We want to get this message out to the vast majority of believers to awaken and to renew a, a, a spiritual fight within them and, and to bring a, a conviction that, yes, I, I can do something. The enemy has, has kept us bound too long by, by apathy and thinking, you know, the battle is just too great now. And I do want to remind you, in times of spiritual awakenings throughout America, throughout Wales, uh, Scotland, um, it is, it, it, they've always started when things have appeared very, very dark. And that's what gets us on our knees. That's what forces us to pray and fast and seek the heart of God. So that's why I'm encouraged. You know, hey, yes, it's getting dark, but that means God is ready to really explode this this, con- this concept. is <laughs> actually ready to explode with a spiritual awakening. And that's what I believe. Now, it might not happen like we think, uh, but there are a lot of churches and pastors waking up. I was just at a pastor's conference with over 500 Christian leaders and the atmosphere was electric throughout the United States wanting to make a difference in our culture. So just want to encourage you. Hope that helps. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. 
you can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Idleman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these eBooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.